0: Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical I'm Brooke, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Andrew. <laughs> this
1: week, we're joined by Brad Pitt, also known as Kevin Perjurer, who is the creator of the Defunct Land podcast and YouTube channel. Kevin has a new book on the way called Defunct Land: A Guide to the Magic Kingdom, which was recently successfully crowdfunded, and he reached his goal within 24 hours. Kevin was nice enough to join the podcast this week to talk about the book, his channel, and to discuss his top five favorite closed or defunct Magic Kingdom park rides and attractions. Let's get to it.
0: Kevin, thank you for uh, joining us on this episode of Diz Nitos. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the book, uh, like practically doubling, actually is doubled now its original request on Indiegogo. Uh, how quickly did that thing, I feel like that thing got, it hit its goal within like the first day,
2: right? Yeah, within 24 hours, we got a, about $11,000, which was awesome. So, it's, uh, so I'm rich, right? <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, that's what I keep thinking, but then I uh, then I look up how much it's going to cost to print it, and then I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> I broke even. So that's all that matters, right? Are you doing an ebook for this as well? Uh, yes, yeah, that was that's an option on the Indiegogo. So th- that doesn't cost anything to print because it's digital, of course. Um, but the uh, the the printing of the hardbacks because um, I'm kind of a a stickler for making sure that they're not they're of quality. I don't want to I don't want two cardboard pieces. Uh, and two cardboard pieces with paper in between. Um, so yeah, no, it's a uh, we're gonna print two thousand. I'm really excited about it, and I think I've sold around thousand. So we're gonna have a thousand for storage, which is what 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 the Indiegogo was for is I really wanted to get some in storage to so this holiday season um, when people are trying to buy gifts and things. That's probably when I'll be able to get a lot of those sold. Um, that's why I'd, I had this whole planned out is what I'm going with. Even though this was really a it's a I started the book in. Oh my, November, I, at Thanksgiving, um, I was bored with, I was at my family's house, um, and I wasn't supposed to be working, and so I was just sitting there, I was like, what can I do? And then I just grabbed a piece of paper and started writing out some ideas for uh, for books to do, and so since then, I've been writing and editing and designing and fact-checking, which is the worst process, and all these other things, so it's a, it's been a whirlwind.
1: Did you do it all yourself?
2: oh no no um like fact checking no way i'm apparently um it's a i i have a great fact checker if you go to walt dated world as a website um walt dated world allison from that website is fantastic and um uh, very necessary for me because uh when i research i mainly do you know like i'll i'll go on sites like walt dated world all ears um theme park tourist especially has a lot of good stuff basically i pull from message boards and all these things i try to piece these together because there's no you know history book that has all of these things in them the closest thing is dave smith's uh who's the disney historian his a to z book and that has all the um like dates open usually but that is just a short blurb so when uh, telling these short stories in this book it was like i had to pretty much crowdsource the story because um of the ride and watch ride throughs and what have you. Um, but Allison, my fact checker, like I said, she's uh, really great in making sure that I actually, um, get the correct dates. Um, which it's just something you don't think about. Um, whenever, like, of course, I'll, I'll look up the date when I'm writing, I'll be like, boom, there you go. And I just, the first date I see, um, and then she'll be like, "Actually, that was the soft opening date. The real opening date is this." And I am like, "Dang it, Allison, you've done it again!" So <laughs> that's uh, that's basically been the whole thing. And then I she the, the big I make a joke about this in the book, but she forced me to put an exclamation point at the end of Stitch's Great Escape every time I uh say Stitch's Great Escape because that's how the ride is the name is stylized so I had to put Stitch's Great Escape and I was and so I like messaged her I was like do I have to do this she's like, I mean like I you hired me to fact check you and that's you need to put an exclamation point I was like fine but I'm putting you in the I'm putting the in the book that you were the one that made me do this and she she said okay so that's uh other than that and the fact that you have to lowercase it's a small world um, all those things combined, just so if that's that's the process I'm in right now. If you can't tell, based on how much I'm talking about, it is fact checking. After actually, that's also over. Um, so right now, the last thing we're doing is interior design, and um, that's done by uh, Philip um, from Reedsy. He's I used Reedsy to get my freelancers and Philip, Meredith Tennant and Philip Gussert, Uh Meredith's my editor, and she edited and proofread and copy edited, and then uh, Philip is doing the interior design right now. And then I have two artists. Um, Andrew Benny and Ingram Jenkins um, if you watch defunct land on YouTube um, defunct TV we just had an episode come out it's co-created and edited by Heath Jenkins who is Ingram's sibling so that's kind of cool we got a family going and their father is Jim Jenkins who made Doug and PB&J Otter and Jojo Circus and all those shows So yeah I'm, I'm running a small Jenkins empire Ingram did my uh, cover art and chapter art, and then my in, in illustrations and in, interior illustrations were done by Andrew. And so it's Andrew Ingram, Meredith, editor, designer, Philip, and fact checker Allison and Kevin, who's dying. But yeah, so that's that's the production side of the book. Didn't you want a history? You can't. You had me on to give you like a lesson on how to make a book, right? Yes. <laughs> of, exactly. the, of the entire process.
0: You said that it's coming out in December, or it should be
2: ready by December. Oh no! It's it's a uh, the. I should have the first copy by August 1st and then because if you rush the my printing is in China and so it has to either be shipped by plane or by or be shipped by ship and the ship takes longer than plane from what I understand and um so it's about if the, the normal it's cheaper to ship by ship and um so that's why so if you rush ordered it you should be able to get it by the end of August and then if you on this is all through Indiegogo by the way if you ship shipped it normal shipping it should be here by october so by november i'm hoping it'll be on amazon for anyone to purchase with like prime 2-day shipping all that stuff
0: all right pretty sweet um, so what what drew you to disney in general cuz you i know you cover that i mean you cover that and universal a lot on the podcast or on the youtube channel but like what was the big appeal of
2: disney if you're doing anything with theme parks and you're not talking about disney you're ignoring the entire pretty much every you're, you're ignoring everything um because in the beginning before disney before 1955 in the dark ages um when we had only boardwalks that might have had a coaster on them um you had small theme parks if you wanted to call them that what it basically meant is it was a planned um area that's and that was basically the only thing that like counted as a theme park um and then besides that, you had small carnivals, small amusement parks by lakes, picnic areas that just happened to have a carousel picnic areas that ooh, had a, like a small wooden uh, switchback coaster or something like that. Um, and then 1955, Disney changed everything because he went to all those places, of course, and said, these are gross. Let's not do this. Let's do something better. And Disneyland was created. And then if you look at what Disneyland did for that industry, I mean, it's just it's never been. I don't there's very few times that you can see a entire industry be created by one move you know maybe like film is it's it's a lot of small things a lot of people experimenting with photo cameras and video cameras and animation but i mean as far as theme parks go not amusement parks or coasters but just theme parks like that one move is what started this giant industry i just did an episode on six flags Astro world and in the beginning i talked about six flags and uh how that was um it's like the most texas name ever what is it uh angus g Wynn jr i think is his name <laughs> um it's the most texas name ever right angus g win jr um is uh he went to disneyland and he wanted to build a disneyland in texas and that that's what created six flags over texas and pretty much all the six flags parks um so many you know places like i did one on alton towers that was a disneyland someone traveled to disneyland saw it. nara dreamland was literally just they were doing disneyland um so many of these Parks are just someone went to Disney Astro World itself before it was Six Flags. Just someone went to Disneyland and said, "Oh, we should build a Disneyland where I am," so people don't have to go out to California. And of course, no one was able to do it to the um, to the same degree as Disney did um, for a variety of reasons. One, because no one had the same amount of capital in intellectual properties already that uh, uh, Disney did so i mean you, a lot of them were real estate developers and you know when you're a real estate developer you might have the funds but you don't have the draw and uh, it or you don't have the materials necessary for theming and uh so it's just it was a disney is, is the reason it draws me from a historical perspective is um and i know there's a lot of people out there that despise disney and that don't like disney theme parks um and and like and I get it I'm not I'm not saying that you have to love Disney I'm saying that every time I go to Disney I love it um there's a ton of issues um and you might like Cedar Fair parks better you might like Six Flags parks better but it's just like it would be ignorant to ignore the fact that it started with Disney so I guess that's my answer how'd I do that was up five minutes sorry uh, I'll, I'll shorten the answers I'll just give yes or no's from now on I tend to ramble
1: Kevin, if you want to give us the rundown on your uh top favorite closed Disney rides from the Magic Kingdom,
2: well, that is a very specific list for me i'm now I'm like watch mojo over here the um now the uh the top five right because i I asked before we started whether you wanted the weird ones you wanted the best ones, so I'm just gonna give you um the classic ones the ones that they're the major ones i'm not gonna bore you with the penny arcades and the main street cinemas and all these very small ones which i do talk about in the book um but i'll give you the the biggest ones but first uh you said you've never been to a disney park right
1: that's right i've never been to any disney park of any kind thank you mom and dad
2: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> um and is there a reason
1: um, mom and dad. Uh, they just, they <laughs> never took me or my siblings. I've never been. Right, right. Yeah, that's, and, uh, right what
2: theme parks have you been to?
1: So I've been to Six Flags, King's Dominion, Hershey Park, Bush Gardens. I okay. think that might be it.
2: <laughs> Still pretty good list.
1: Man. Nothing crazy. Those are, those are
2: good parks. Those are Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, I'm assuming, based on those locations. Yes.
1: I've also been to Cedar Point. Uh, oh, okay, Cedar
2: Point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah so those are those are all fantastic parks you've never ventured into worlds of fun is what i'm guessing which is was my home park growing up because i was from uh the kansas city area the uh it's a it's a very bad park don't go there oh, um,
0: okay.
2: i have faith in it but uh i have faith that they can improve it but they have not anyways um but yeah so my top five disney ones um so yeah the uh, the first one that i'm going to talk about is the mickey mouse review so this would be my number five if i was going from like least classic to most classic, um, that's not even a good way to describe this list, whatever Mickey Mouse review um, <laughs> the uh, The Mickey Mouse Review was an animatronic stage show. Um, you don't get these at your six flags the uh It's just uh, have you I'm trying to think of a way to describe it? Have you seen Hall of Presidents like a, a video of it? Okay. Um, have you seen a stage show? Yes okay, imagine that, but with robots.
1: Yeah, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, yeah, it's like
0: Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's what I was thinking.
2: Uh, okay, yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese, so that uh, that simile isn't just rolling off the tongue anymore. It's like, you know, when you go to Chuck E. Cheese like you do all the time. Um...
1: The pizza is actually good.
2: <laughs> You got to take a care with you, though. They don't let you know. There's otherwise.
1: one right up the street from here. Just saying. <laughs> if you want to visit us, Kevin.
2: I was, uh, this is an anecdote, but I was. Well, I was on some shoot, um, like a documentary thing on the side that I was helping out with, and I was uh, walking to go get cash from an ATM, and uh, I had to walk like to this bar on the other side of the shopping district at like 10 p.m. And I walked by this Chuck E. Cheese, which wasn't open at 10 p.m., which I was surprised by. Um, I thought the kids were stayed up a little later than that nowadays, but the uh, it was closed. But there was one light, and it was shining on behind the characters that were standing on the stage with the curtain open. And it was the most sinister, scary thing I've ever seen in real life.
1: That sounds terrifying.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, the Mickey Mouse review is like that, but way more elaborate. And the it's so I don't even remember how many characters so I'm just gonna say 70 to 90, probably 75, 85-ish characters on stage. Now, um most of these were i should say most a lot of them were animated figures and there's debate over what's an audio animatronic and what's an animated figure um animated figure essentially something that moves very normally but a lot of these were animatronics and they were pretty great um and so you would have mickey come up and he would conduct the orchestra and there was all these different i probably should pull up a picture of it so i can better describe it to you um Because I I wrote this in text form, and now I'm realizing that explaining it out loud sounds a lot more nonsensical than reading it in a book. I have not done an episode on this one. This should be – I think this is – yeah, this is – I've only done an episode on one of these. Yeah, so if you look up Mickey Mouse Review, you'll see this dark kind of limbo room um, with all of your favorite Disney characters just sitting and playing instruments. And um, it it was a really elaborate, very cool – it was in Fantasyland it was an opening day attraction i believe um and it was just a very uh a classic kind of show and then they would close the curtain and they would do this projection and you could see like cinderella dancing with prince charming or whatever cinderella's guy is, is that prince charming is his name prince charming
1: yes it is. is it okay see his name is prince charming well in the live action one his name is kit
2: and yeah, so they they would do interesting transitions and then up would pop on one side of the stage another group of characters and they'd do a little thing. And then another part of the stage and another group of characters. And then they all came together for the finale. And some characters were duplicated so they could pop up on one side of the stage, then go down and then come up on the other. It was a very elaborate show. It actually came from an idea of from Walt Disney himself who kind of said, I want to do a stage show with all of these characters, all of our characters and um. The the technology just wasn't there at the time until, you know, he died in 1966 and then five years later, 1971, they had developed the technology. So, yeah, the uh, Mickey Mouse review. Uh, Also, this is this is the first appearance in the parks in physical form, I believe, like an attraction form of Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox from the 1944, 45 movie Song of the South. Why was that one closed? It was closed before 1983 They shipped it off to Japan To open Tokyo Disneyland They put they they took it there um, It was replaced by Mickey's Magic a lot later um, I think it was Immediately replaced by Magic Journeys And then Magic Journeys was a replaced By Legend of the Lion King And then there was probably another One that I'm forgetting maybe that's it um, And then leg- after the Legend of the Lion Let's just say let's look it up <laughs> the uh well whenever a attraction is replaced like four times it's very difficult for me to keep track of it um okay so it yeah i was right it was magic journeys so it closed in 1980 and then magic journeys took over and then legend of the lion king in 1994 the same summer that the lion king came out they'd already created this stage show for it and then mickey's fill our magic came in 2003 which is the which is just a 3d version of kind of what the mickey's mouse mickey's musical review is is that it, it looks like the stage before Mickey's Mouse Mickey, the Mickey Mouse review would start and then Donald comes out and grabs Mickey Sorcerer's hat and then, you know, trouble ensues. And then, you know, uh, Mickey grabs all the care, grabs the hat and then um, makes all the instruments play one last time. So it's like kind of a vague reference to the previous attraction that was there. Yeah, any anything else in the I mean like I can talk about the Mickey Mouse review. It's a it's a very interesting show. All the all the, uh, all, the uh, all the camcorder footage of it is um it's very dark and so <laughs> it uh and I don't know I don't know what it would be like uh in 1971 per se, but if it was that dark um when it first opened, it would have been a terrifying attraction just to see Mickey Mouse with like a dim light on, kind of like I was talking about earlier with the Chuck E. cheese stuff. So yeah. So doesn't that make you feel missed out on Disney that you didn't get to experience the Mickey Mouse review? Yeah, How I've, am I doing?
1: I <laughs> I really feel like I've been cheated. Honestly. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Do you have any questions about the Mickey Mouse review?
1: No. I mean, I was just looking at some pictures,
2: any reactions to that?
1: <laughs> no, I mean the pictures, they kind of look exactly what I was imagining in my head. So I want to watch the old camcorder footage now to really scare myself
2: oh yeah they really don't move that f- they're not fluid which is I, it depends on your taste i think it's more creepy when they're not moving oh fluidly. yeah that
1: sort of like static movement is not okay <laughs>
2: no yeah it's more like a rotation like i think the huey Dewey, and louie or maybe the, i think that's the girl i don't know they uh, they come up and they just kind of turn and that's how you play the trumpet is you just turn your body from what i understand yeah
1: you didn't know that. <laughs>
2: And then Dumbo has his nose on the tuba, which is.
1: That's also how you play the tuba.
2: (laughs) That actually happens in the new live action Tim Burton Dumbo movie. (laughs) He learns he doesn't learn how to fly in that version. He just learns how to play the tuba with his nose.
0: (laughs) All right, what's next on the list?
2: Penny arcade. I'm just kidding. No, uh, Mr. I keep referencing the Penny arcade. I probably should explain the joke. It was just like the small arcade that like lasted for a while. It wasn't. It was nothing. Um, number four is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
0: Matt loves that one. I did a little fist pump. I I remember that one. Favorite. <laughs>
2: Well, it still exists in Disneyland, but the Disney World version was special, as it's been explained to me many times by angry commenters suggesting me doing it. It's different and defunct because it had two different tracks Um, and the differences in the stories. I mean, they're they're like they, they met up in the middle at one point. But besides that, you were doing two pretty much different rides, both of which of arguable quality. Um, like the ride itself was fun, but watching ride throughs leave a, leave a lot to be desired because it's just, you know, cardboard cutouts. It looks like, you know, um, but no, it it was nice that it had two different tracks. Um, Mr. Toad's wild ride was, it was an opening day attraction. It was in fantasy land, just like Mickey Mouse review. It was eventually replaced by Winnie the Pooh and um the figure i think it's the same figure or i know actually it's a replica i believe is now in the haunted mansion if you want when you're walking out of the haunted mansion at the magic kingdom if you turn to the left um you can see the pet cemetery and in top of the pet cemetery is a tribute to mr toad and it's him there's also two tributes in the winnie the pooh ride um but those are um not very easy i mean i could have described them
1: well you have to now yeah (laughs)
2: Do you want me to? Sure. Uh, Just this is these are book spoilers, not like the but you can look these up. Um, uh, There's this is basically what I do in the book is I explain what the ride is, I explain what it did, what lasted. And then I explain how when you're walking through the park, you can see um, what is still there. There's a picture of Mr. Toad handing the deed to his house to Mr. Owl from Winnie the Pooh. And then there's another picture in that same room of whew, might be Piglet or Pooh and then Mole like doing something together. I mean not nothing like weird or illegal, just like they're just standing there.
0: Don't lie. <laughs> Did um I'm trying to remember, was it didn't the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride end with you getting in a car crash
2: and going to hell?
1: What? Oh, yeah.
2: I forgot to mention that. What?
1: <laughs> Back up. Explain that.
2: Oh, I should have done Snow White's Adventures now that I think about it. I, I might erase one of these to talk about Snow White's Adventures. Um, Yeah, there were two rides in Fantasyland that basically killed you during the ride. <laughs> and that was one of them. Um, this is Fantasyland, by the way. And so, because, so because death really is a dead? mere fantasy. And the sweet embrace.
1: I've always fantasize about dying (laughs) on mr toad's wild ride
2: when you die you go to Fantasyland.
1: all right
0: it
2: looks the same it's just hot concrete in orlando on a summer day
1: that sounds awesome
2: that is the one part of the magic kingdoms that still exists in my opinion that really you just feel that concrete like it's it's bad. I don't know. Maybe it's just because like when you get to Frontierland, it's just like oh, it's supposed to be like this, and then you have some trees once you get to Adventureland. But man, there are no trees in that main stretch of Fantasyland before you get to Frontierland, and then you go to the Tomorrowland, and there's plenty of shade and cover. Oh, yeah. Um, I can imagine it right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So you die at the end of the ride, Great. and you go to hell. <laughs> I and uh, that's that. how it talk. ends. I forget how you die. Do you get in a car accident or the two tracks different? The, the ride does not you tell You get very hit by a story. train, I think. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> oh no, no,
2: yes, yes. You do get hit by a train. I forgot. Yes, because you see the light coming. How could I forget? This is a very classic theme park trick, by the way. It is the, uh, you're going one way and there's something coming towards you and then you veer off. But in this version, you technically get hit as far as the story is concerned. So you get hit by a train. And Yes, you're right. How did I forget about that?
1: And then what? You're hit by a train and then it's over?
2: No, then you go to hell. There's a scene in hell that was like super hot. I think they put heaters in there at one point. Maybe that was the Disney version. Why would they do that?
0: (laughs) This is the only time I wish that we had a video podcast because of how far both of their jaws are. They think we're making
2: this up, Kevin. (laughs) Oh, really? No, look up Mr. Toad's Wild Ride hell scene. It's, it's. I'm
1: I'm scared.
2: (laughs) Actually, this is horrifying. I don't remember this must be disneyland this i found some old pictures that because i remember that this one was not nearly as sinister but there are some sinister stuff going on yeah these are the kind of stuff oh my gosh these are the kind <laughs> of uh these are the kind of things that people love like those are the oh my God,
1: there's little did devil. you know
2: that disneyland the disney world used to have a a weird old ride and or walt disney world i should say <laughs> there uh, there you go any questions <laughs>
1: I have a lot of questions, but yeah, I don't know if you can fuck? answer them. Like why?
2: The uh it was just a different it was the seventies. It was the seventies, baby. <laughs> no, I mean Mr. Toast Red was an opening day attraction at Disneyland as well. Oh my
1: god. I'm I mean really like disturbed.
2: It's yeah. Also I don't intrigued. know what to tell you. It's I, 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 I didn't make it, and, and the, it was just I guess that's it was the obvious ending that everyone was waiting for. Is that you could,
1: <laughs> and, and so like, we could we,
2: we couldn't not write it. We, we couldn't not put it in there. Everyone knew it was coming.
1: Yeah. Um. What's interesting is you said this one made you want to talk about Snow White's adventure. So now I really want to know what happens there. But I'll let you continue on with your list. <laughs> but we are going to talk about snow
2: white at some point i'll uh i'll take out one of these and well i mean we i don't i don't i have no i have nothing to do we can just talk about all of them Uh, (laughs) i I don't do anything (laughs) me either these the episodes make themselves the um no uh so essentially uh let's just yeah let's do number three if we're done with mr toad's wild ride again it's just
1: it's a, dying, car- so it's a lot of car it's a cardboard worry. it's
2: cardboard cutouts that really pictures on video don't do it justice it was it's a fun ride but uh
1: yeah sounds so, so much fun
2: yeah <laughs> can you believe your parents didn't let you get hit by a train anymore? i know
1: mom and dad are really like
2: text them right now
1: i can't wait to see them this weekend to let them have a piece of my
0: mind
2: huh <sighs> um what's next uh, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, number three. <laughs> number so, let's, do, yeah, let's just do Snow White's Adventures.
1: All right.
2: Another opening day Disneyland attraction that still exists. The Magic Kingdom had one. It opened as an opening day attraction in Magic Kingdom as well. This version is different than the Disneyland version that everyone knows today. This version was much more sinister. So Disney did this thing where I think they did it with Peter Pan's Flight as well, where they thought... Well, let's – the because they're, they're storytellers and they're like, well, let's tell the story as if you are Snow White or you are Peter Pan. So you're not going to see Peter Pan in the ride or you're not going to see Snow White in the ride because you are them. You assume their role and you go throughout their movie as them. Uh, believe it or not, this was lost on kids and um, they were confused <laughs> as to why when they went into Snow White's adventures – there was no Snow White, but there was like six, uh, six witch figures, and so it's called. It was called originally Snow White's Adventures, and it was terrifying. <laughs> um, so let me see if I can pull up some pictures so I can better give you. So um, I, just... you all, I, I I don't. So the 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 it's still in the Disneyland version, and it was still in after the. So they refurbished it, right? So it was not always like this. Um, they refurbished the ride when did they refurbish it i think 19 yeah it says 1983 here but i think my if i remember correctly allison corrected me on this one um but uh so snow white's adventures as in its original form ran for about 12 years and in this one the ride had seven witch models and the first one still in disneyland like i was saying it's very creepy so you see the evil queen right talking to the mirror. And it's set up in a way that the back looks like the evil queen, but then the figure switches around really quickly. And it's actually the witch with her hands up and it Mm -hmm. happens really fast and it's horrifying. Mm -hmm. I watched just a video of the old one and I was like, that is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So then, by the way, this ride has no music and it's only like screams and howls and wind. So you, you um,
0: you're house. you're going through this dark
2: room. You can see skeletons in like, de- like just you see dead things everywhere. Skeletons. um The only time you see the dwarves, they are scary. They're like scared and they're running away. You see the witch multiple times, and most of the time it's when the the car will whip towards her, so it's like a jump scare, and it just kind of takes you through the just you're running away. You're running through the forest. I don't. It's it's very hard to tell. It's very dark. Um. Essentially, you see the witch seven times, and I believe the last time you see the witch, um, she is perched above the guests, and she's pushing a boulder onto you. Oh, my and then God. You, and then there's, like, I think there's flashing light, and then you exit the ride, so you died.
1: So she kills you.
2: <laughs> and she says, she said something really creepy, I believe. It was like, she said, uh, again, it's been a while since I've, I've researched this ride in particular. I think she says are you enjoying the ride? Like she breaks the fourth wall and like, and like screams that at you. And then you like see her on top of the,
1: I hate that. Uh. I hate it. I hate it. That's terrifying.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm just nonchalant about this. Like, I know these things. <laughs> like, I wish I could, I wish I could be there with you reacting to it for the first time. And I'm like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I want You should, I should, that's what happened that's not nearly wow. that's not nearly as crazy as this episode i'm researching right now um <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> it's a, it's a park in germany where the um that when is this episode German. coming out
0: uh probably in like late july
2: oh okay well this, this episode will be out by then so this episode i've already done there you go for your continuity <laughs> um is a um it's a it's called spree park in germany everyone go check it out because it's already been released um and it's uh it's about a guy who he had been convicted of of like accidental murder or whatever it's called in germany and because like six people died on one of his carousels when he was operating it and then he's like i want my own theme park after getting acquitted um and so he built this he like after the in in germany sorry I, i'm dying uh, i can't even <laughs> think about this i can't even think of what i'm trying to say in berlin so once the wall came down and german germany was reunified um he built his park he he turned this transformed this you know park into a, a theme park and had, he built coasters and carousels anyway so the long story short in 2002 the park went under he ran away to peru to avoid the over billion dollars, billion euros he had in debt um got into some trouble with the drug cartel there huh. decided to smuggle like a lot of cocaine from what i've been told <laughs> what's a lot <laughs> how
0: much cocaine are we talking
2: <laughs> like i was like how much is it and they said a lot and so <laughs> the, uh, the personal so i guess there was a lot of cocaine and he hit it in a Ferris wheel or a carousel carousel oh, that's, that's a lot of cocaine called the, <laughs> called, and it was called the flying carpet and so you <laughs> get a bunch of cocaine in there and oops daisy he got caught in customs and thrown in a peruvian prison for a couple of years he got released earlier but his son is still in there and this happened in 2003 and apparently in like peruvian prison like i know our prison system is really messed up in the united states but apparently peruvian prison you have to pay to get a cell and if not you're just in a pit with the guards just wailing on other prisoners So Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that really puts Snow White's adventures in perspective, I guess.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, number two, I guess. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm going to give a quick thing on 20,000 Leagues. This will be an honorable mention. And so 20,000 Leagues... No, it was just a submarine ride that you basically got into a submarine. You would you would walk across onto the submarine that was already submerged halfway, and you'd walk down, and then the submarine would take you, and you'd look at oh, all the ocean life, and you'd see some mermaids, and you'd see um, fish, and you'd see deep-sea divers, and then you would go under, and they'd put bubbles up to make it seem like you were going deeper into the ocean, and that would happen a couple times, and one time that it happens, you go into a show building or into this cave, and then you uh you're now like in the deep deep sea whatever they call it and the, you know they they go there and find nemo for a couple minutes and there was a the light and so we, you got weird fish you see a serpent and then you come back up and you go out so the story is that in 1955 no sorry 1955 1959 submarine voyage which is the same thing i just described to you but in disneyland opened and if you're ever look at disneyland there's still the finding nemo submarine voyage And it's the same idea, only in 1959, the future was um, submarines and transportation and look at all these places we can go. And now we just don't care. Uh, But back then, they're like, it's the future. But by 1971, the future was no longer submarines. So they're like, well, we can't put this in Tomorrowland. We have to put it in Fantasyland and we're going to theme it after 20,000 Leagues to give it kind of a fantasy vibe. Because uh, Disney made the movie to Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and it was really successful. So we they themed it after that. And uh, yeah, any questions? What, what do you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> so what's so, so cool about that one? Huh? What's so cool about that one?
2: It's just like a great ride. It's just great. Like you just
0: by a squid at the end
1: do you, you die, die in it yeah. you do you <laughs> do you do get you.
2: attacked by a squid at the end but you don't die you escape
1: well, that's why it's an honorable mention and it didn't <laughs> move
2: list. i mean like we're we're past the rides where you die so
1: <laughs> all right well okay what's number two
2: number two is timekeeper which is one of my personal favorite rides of all time it's not even a ride attractions so essentially Timekeeper. So there's the uh, circle vision, or as it originally pl- appeared in Disneyland as Circo Rama, just dumb. But the um it's basically it was originally eleven. Then it was then nine. What they did is they created a what would be an immersive experience by putting you in the center of the circular room and projecting nine or nine or eleven screens. And they had this rig set up on the top of a car. And they had nine cameras, so they would film it and they put it together and then you would watch it and you could look all the way around. It's 360. It's panoramic. And then, um, what am I talking about? Man, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, so then they would just do really easy um, things such as travel logs. Like they did a tour of the West, which is America. They would just drive the car. You know what I mean? They would drive it and they'd film and um, eventually we came came time to build Euro Disney and they were thinking about doing a circle vision film but they thought well what if we did we need to add a story to it because it's going to be in this discovery land it's Jules Verne it's HG Wells it's this fantastical land we need to do something other than just a travelogue so what was originally just a nine screens showing you exteriors they turned into a story and the story starred timekeeper who in the united states version was voiced by robin williams and the uh nine eye who is the camera and the camera would go back in time the timekeeper who is an animatronic in the room with you would like send the time send um nine eye back in time and nine eye would look and they would do digital digital effects and it was just the show and eventually they ran into jules verne and they uh they went back with Jules Verne, and Nine and I would show Jules Verne the future, and then you would go to the future at the very end, and Jules Verne is there because he and H.G. Wells finished his time machine. Um, I'm probably explaining this really bad. Does did any of that make sense?
0: No, this is great. No, yeah, it's awesome.
2: Long. Okay, this is like the like. I, I hope everyone listens to this podcast because this is the most casual defunct land episode. <laughs> of just just me like half remember like half remembering things, just like <laughs> yes, yeah, like. No, there's a thing and then now it's defunct. I don't know. What do you, what's next? <laughs> Sipping on this root beer that I just spilled. Um,
1: is it a root beer, though?
2: Yeah. What huh? Kind of, what
0: kind of root beer you got?
2: It is a, a Barks, which has my favorite slogan, which is, It's Good.
0: <laughs> Solid.
2: Whoa, what Barks. Do don't say? work too hard on that slogan. <laughs> Barks. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I want to be an announcer just so one day Barks can hire me So I can just say that (laughs) Barks, it's good
1: Submit a video resume uh,
2: Because they want to see a wax museum doll Brad Pitt uh, Just kind of half moving his lips in front of a microphone I (laughs) really
1: like that that's how you uh, describe yourself
2: Well, see, um, I was uh, originally was a wax museum doll Brad Pitt And now I'm a cartoon version of a wax museum doll Brad Pitt (laughs) I'm just uh, escaping the lawyers further and further, um, because apparently my existence is an infringement upon the copyright of both Madame Tussauds and Brad Pitt. Um, whatever. It, That's you just can me. just tell us that you're I'm actually not, Brad Pitt. I'm just doing <laughs> me. I don't know what to tell him. That's who I are. am.
1: It's okay, Brad. We accept you for who you are.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. My name. My name is Kevin. But sure.
1: <laughs> okay, Brad. <laughs>
2: I love that like somehow that i am that's that's the thing he is brad pitley like no one actually believes that but like that theory doesn't make any sense even as a joke i don't even get it <laughs> any question anyone well we got to talk about the timekeeper right
1: yeah,
0: yeah.
2: so what do you want to talk about
0: <laughs> <laughs> so why did that one go away i mean i feel like the the ones where we died
2: at the end was pretty self-explanatory but
1: this one <laughs> you don't die
2: Nine eleven. oh no reaction no um uh not really but kind oh of God. um essentially what happened was there were shots of the twin towers in the f- footage and some reports say that they then changed the clock on the timekeeper's time machine to always be 2000 which i thought was a little weird like he's all like you were like when you walk into the attraction you're walking into the year 2000 and then some say that they tweaked the footage to not have the twin towers and some say they took out that scene entirely Um, but that really didn't matter it went on seasonal operation um about midway through 2001 and then after, two, and then I think it reopened in two thousand three seasonally, um, because Stitch's Great Escape was being built, so they needed to have people go do something in Tomorrowland, and yeah, and then after, and then it just kind of limped along. And I think the last time it opened was in two thousand five, but it was officially closed in two thousand six.
0: Right.
2: So nine eleven, and it was replaced by Monsters Inc. Laugh floor.
1: Monsters in what?
2: Monsters Inc. Laugh
1: floor.
0: Whenever we do get to take you to Disney, that might be one of your favorite things there. It's Why? awesome.
2: <laughs> it really is. I mean, hats off to everyone. I mean, I talked to Ron Schneider on my podcast um who was one of the original puppeteer, the CGI puppeteers for that. And I mean, it's just a it's a fun show for everyone. Like they do a great job and they switch it up every now and then. I wish they would switch it up a little more, but it's a they do a good job. It's like a comedy show played by CGI puppets. It's pretty great.
1: Okay. Yeah, they... Oh yeah, all you guys have gone. You're like, it's great. I don't know, okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, Kevin,
0: what's the big number one
1: Yeah, what's what's your favorite? What's ride? the best bum, bum, one? Bum, 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 bum. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> um It's called Stitches Supersonic Celebration. Um I'm just kidding. Um it's it's extraterrestrial the stitches uh, if you ever read the book um which i don't recommend i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um it's a long read yeah now the uh, stitches supersonic celebration is in the book but this is extraterrestrial alien encounter which was the first episode of Defunct Land. don't watch it it's really bad um but it's a essentially it was this idea that let's make something based off the aliens franchise and then that didn't work out because of licensing and just the fact that it's terrifying and why would we do that um, and they eventually came into this idea that we're going to have Tomorrowland. The big, the only refurbishment that Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom has gone through happened in 1994. Um, and this was the idea that aliens had come to Tomorrowland. So it was the future um, that never happened, is that aliens landed and they're now presenting to us. So the timekeeper is like um, a presentation on time travel. And then across the street or road or, or pathway, I guess, was – um extraterrestrial alien encounter which was this um attraction that was going to demonstrate teleportation and what they were going to do is they were going to um you walk in and the first thing you see is some tv screens and then the second room is sir and skippy sir is a robot a simulated intelligence robot i believe is what that acronym stands for um and there you um he kind of explains to you what time travel is And he he demonstrates it on Skippy And he makes Skippy go from one tube to the other And like it burns him And he's like oh no it's safe And then you go into the main room And it's this circular theater that they did not they It was left over from flight to the moon a mission to mars which used to be there which is basically you sat in a circle everyone's facing each other and like multiple rows and then the ground kind of rumbles and you look down and a screen and you can see you're taking off which doesn't make sense because i don't think you can look down in spaceships um <laughs> and then on on the two walls there's tv screens and it kind of shows you where you're going and it kind of it simulates space travel but then they retrofitted it to have this giant tube in the middle and in this tube was when you walked in nothing and then on the screens that Originally showed you um, where you were going in the mission to Mars, were the were uh, some aliens from Excess Tech, which was the name of the company demonstrating, and they basically said um, we were, we were gonna teleport one of you to us, and then the chairman comes down and says, no, I think his name's Clench, L. C. Clench, and he says, no, I'm going to go to them. I just can't wait to shake their hands, which is a dumb reason, and um, <laughs> but he, he gets in the teleporter and they teleport, but something goes wrong halfway through. And the teleportation device picks up a giant alien and transports it into the showroom with you. And then the light and then the, the alien breaks loose, the lights cut out and then just, it's probably five minutes or I don't know how long it was um, around there of just the alien kind of walking around and you could feel it breathe on your neck. And at one point that someone comes out of the top on the catwalk and walks out there and looks around and, um, tries to find where the the power is but then you can see on the screens on his night vision goggles that the alien eats him and when the alien eats him you, can, you get sprayed by blood which was later explained to be slobber but it was blood um, and it was just like all these different kind of a theater in theater 4d effects uh but with the lights off and so it was, it was very terrifying
1: why are all of these so scary
2: <laughs> that's why most of them are gone
1: <laughs> i thought this was supposed to be like that a is true fun um, this place.
2: this one was uh Replaced by Stitch's Great Escape, with an exclamation point, point. and um, it's bad. It's it's on seasonal operation. It's going to be gone very soon, um, but it's just, you know, it's um, how to put it, it's. Extraterrestrial was a fantastic attraction, one of the Disney's best ever, and this was just um, Stitch's Great Escape was just like a very immature, quick cash grab version of it, Or Stitch. Was teleported in, or Stitch was like there, and then he like looks around and says Ohana and then spits in your face and burps Chili Dog in your face. (laughs) And and no one dies, so it's not even fun.
1: Yeah, it's not fun unless someone dies.
2: That's my motto.
1: (laughs) It's not, it's good.
2: That's why I keep losing friends. Because they don't want to be friends with me, not because they died, but because I say things like that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's understandable.
0: Well, yeah, that would have been. I I feel like that would have been on my probably my number one. I have very fond memories of that ride, and I only got the one chance to to do the extra
2: terrestrial. Yeah, me too.
1: Just the one time
2: I went. It was a great. It was a great attraction. These uh, Magic Kingdom does not have a whole lot of extinct attractions. As a a lot of I mean like as far as big e-tickets because when you build a giant attraction you don't like to take it out. But there are a few that are like okay that's kind of interesting that are no longer there. A lot of interesting shows uh, in the book like uh, there's also a lot of parades that have come and gone. And in the book I specifically say I will not be talking about the parades or the restaurants or the shops. Do not make me talk about these. I really hate talking about these because they're all the same thing. Like it was a parade and then it ended. It's like okay that's not interesting. Um but like there's a there's some of the I do talk about a couple shows that <laughs> there's like a in the Diamond Horseshoe. There's a there's this goofy Western show, which was basically just an, an elaborate scheme to get close up pictures with characters and the characters would come out and do a hoedown with you. It would never work in today's age because all people would be doing was on their phones taking pictures. But like back when you had disposable cameras, you could get a couple quick pictures of you dancing with like Bullseye from Toy Story. I think at one point, Goofy sings devil went down to georgia no he sings the cha-cha slide
1: i mean those songs are very similar yeah
0: they're very interchangeable songs. yeah
2: (laughs) both times you get you get tempted by the devil either it be mr what's his name mr slide is that that who made the cha-cha slide yep mr
1: slide it
2: was what i thought it was mr c
1: it's mr slide. it was mr
2: c i thought it was mr c to start out. it's his it name it is mr c the slide man, yeah. hey man that, that was close
0: <laughs> he wait, challenges he challenges he challenges
2: you to the cha-cha slide and the winner gets a golden fiddle <laughs> where he you gets your soul which basically means you have to appear in the cha-cha slide part three which is coming real soon which has never come real soon it's never come <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? For, first of all, this was part two, which I did not—I was not aware of when I started. I would have practiced with part one. And then I like, you know, cha-cha-cha-slide, cha-cha-cha-slide. No, it's cha-cha-slide. Wow. You need to calm
1: down on the root beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> may, may, just put that at the beginning of this podcast. Just me saying. Can you tell I've been working all day? And then they'll be like, oh. But uh, but cha-cha-slide, He it's the part two, and then he says, you know this cha-cha slide part three is coming to you real soon but until then it's time to get funky or something weird i gotta okay. look this up this is too important you
0: guys
2: have any other everybody oh. where is part three of this It's the casper slide part two <laughs> that's what it was it was the casper slide what oh does that God. mean
0: <laughs>
2: who's casper i only know mr c the slide man
1: i had a question
2: any any comments on extraterrestrial
1: I mean, it sounds scary.
2: <laughs> oh, it was—it was the most terrifying ride that Disney's ever had.
1: Well, are you sure? Because you died in a few of the other rides, so.
2: Yeah, but by the time you realized you were going to do that, it was too late. Oh. Okay. So it wasn't. There was no fear. It was just the end which is how everything should I, I, I wish for everyone to have a fearless death yeah that's
1: yeah. inspirational thank you <laughs> You're,
2: beautiful. there's a radio edit to the cha-cha slide <laughs> that just takes a yeah
1: that i
2: wonder really what long. wiki page you have open right now <laughs> <laughs> who's the dj eric b slide <laughs> man dj eric b must feel horrible about himself because he was on the same album at, and the album was called the cha-cha slide and have you ever done the dj eric b slide
1: yeah all the well. time
0: <laughs> that old
2: is that what you is. did when everybody else went to disney
0: yeah
1: <laughs> well everyone else was at disney i was working on the cha-cha slides wow <laughs> brad pitt coming in with the right <laughs> there. Wow. all
0: right brooke you had a question
1: i don't know if i do anymore <laughs>
0: um
1: actually i did um in your opinion, what is the absolute worst Disney attraction there ever was?
2: Superstar Limo.
1: All right. Do they play the Cha Cha Slide in that or something?
2: <laughs> no, but the promo to it played All Star by Smash Mouth.
1: That sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> no, it was a. You can watch a, a, a video on it. I've actually done two. Um, the first one sucked, so I redid it. Um, but the uh, the second version I enjoy quite a lot. Um, it's basically it was just this ride where you went through hollywood it's a very long story um i would recommend watching the video but it's very interesting and essentially it was it was another thing like we need to get we're going to get a second park in disneyland in disneyland so let's build disney california adventure which as i say in the video is a california themed park in an already california themed california and um it's just a It's just California Venture. And so they're like, well, we got to put something in the Hollywood section of California. And so let's do this ride with the celebrities. And it's a limo ride. And then Princess Diana died in a limo. And so they're like, well, we got to change it up and let's just make it terrible so no one rides it. Uh, That's not the real solution, but. They, um, I mean,
0: that's kind yeah. of accurate though. because you were being—I
2: mean, you were well, riding with were, Princess Diana. Were well, you Princess Diana? No, to it ride? was you
0: were being chased by the paparazzi in the limo. Well, yeah,
2: and the in the original, yeah, you were being chased by the paparazzi in a high speed limo, and so they let's slow it down, take out the paparazzi, and just put, put like that awkward celebrity fi- figures of Whoopi-, Whoopi Goldberg everywhere.
0: What?
2: <laughs> it, Whoopi Wait, Goldberg what? appeared in two attractions at Disney California Adventure.
1: Why? And, people
2: love Whoopi Goldberg. I've never once. On any of, on my channel, said the words Whoopi Goldberg and not thought about how often I have to say Whoopi Gold Because she, I don't know, she there was this theater or something where she was two giant pillars. It, w- it was a Whoopi Goldberg pillar. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she ap- she appeared in an episode of Bear in the Big Blue House, which I just did an episode on. Yo, <laughs> oh, no, I love I Bear in I the Big Blue House.
0: <laughs> oh my God, did look you find at this.
1: It? Let me see.
2: I'd put that in my house. I watched that show, The Goldbergs, and it is not starring Whoopi Goldberg. And it took me a couple episodes, and I was like, where is Whoopi Goldberg? Wait,
0: is it Doesn't supposed it? to be about Whoopi? No, it's not supposed to be <laughs> oh, about Whoopi. Oh, God. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for for jumping
2: in.
1: Thank you, Kevin or Brad Pitt, whoever you really are.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm getting kicked out. I heard there's another guest. I'm just going to stay here. Who is this other guest?
1: Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. Okay, well, legally I can't be in the same podcast. Itself, <laughs> yeah. so. so we want to thank Kevin for joining us today. And for all of our listeners out there, do you have a favorite close attraction that Kevin didn't mention? Let us know at
0: DisneyDopePodcast at gmail.com or on our various social media accounts like Twitter at Podcast, or our Facebook page, DisneyDos. Tune in next week when we revisit a beloved classic, Sleeping Beauty, and see if we think the praise is warranted or not.
1: And find out, if I'll ever know, if Maleficent is in Sleeping Beauty. Dun-dun-dun. Hey!
2: People accuse me of being a huge, like, Disney fan, and I'm like, I I like Disney, and I'm a fan of the the work they produce, but I'm not brand loyal by any means, where I am going to ignore the weird and weird stuff they do like Whoopi goldberg as a giant thing or pretty much anything that was in california adventure like disney is not perfect they do stuff weird they do weird stuff all the time i just i just ask when they do weird stuff to make it really weird you know like a pillar of Whoopi goldberg